Chapter Twenty Five of the Call of the Wild Flower. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Call of the Wild Flower by Henry Salt. Chapter Twenty Five. Great Days. I hearing get who had but ears and sight who had but eyes before i moments live who lived but years the row in flower-seeking as in any other sports and sciences the unexpected is always happening there are rich days and poor days surprises and disappointments the plant which we hailed as a rarity may prove on examination to be but a gay deceiver and contrarywise when we think we have come home empty-handed it may turn out that the vasculum contains some unrecognized treasure as when after what seemed to be a barren day on helvellyn i found that i had brought back with me the alpine sawwort that in the study of flowers as in all natural history we should be more attracted by the rare than by the common is inevitable it is a tendency that cannot be escaped or denied but it may at least be kept within bounds so that familiarity shall not breed the proverbial contempt nor rarity of vulgar and excessive admiration footnote this herb was choice because of prime use in medicine and that more choice for yielding a rare flavor to pottage and a third choicest of all because possessed of no merit but its extreme scarcity scott's quentin derward the quest for the rare provided that it does not make us forget that the common is often no less beautiful or lead to that selfish acquisitiveness which is the bane of collecting is a foible harmless in itself and even in some cases useful as inciting us to further activities the sulphur wort or sea hogs fennel for instance is not especially attractive a big coarse plant five feet in stature with a solid stem uncouth masses of grass-like leaves and large umbels of yellow flowers yet i have a gratifying recollection of a visit which i once paid to its haunts on the essex salt marshes near hamford water again the twisted potted whitlow grass is a rather shabby-looking little crucifer but the day when i found it under the crags of snowdon in coombe glass stands out distinguished and unforgotten it is natural that we should observe more closely what there are fewer opportunities of observing let me speak first of the barren days an old friend of mine who is of an optimistic temperament once assured me for my comfort that the flower-seeker must not feel discouraged if he fail in his pursuit since it is not from mere success but from the effort itself that benefit is derived the text should run not seek and ye shall find but 
seek and ye shall not need to find this may be a true doctrine but it seems rather a hard one certainly it is not easy at the time to regard with entire complacency the result of a blank day and that there will be blank days is beyond doubt for it is strange how long some of the wanted plants the dewets of the floral world will evade discovery i have looked into the face of many hundreds of star saxifrages on the hills of wales and cumberland but have never yet set eyes upon its rare sister the snow or clustered saxifrage in like manner among the innumerable flowers of the chalk fields in the south that elusive little annual the mouse-tail has hitherto remained undetected so too with many other rarities the list of the found may increase year by year but that of the unfound is never exhausted it is well that it is so and that satiety cannot chill the ardour of the flower-lover but like ulysses always roaming with a hungry heart he has ever before him an object for his pursuit wretched is he says rousseau who has nothing left to wish for nor is the reward a merely figurative one such as that of the husbandmen in the fable who after digging the ground in search of a buried treasure were otherwise recompensed for the lean days are happily interspersed with the fat days and to the botanist there is surely no joy on earth like that of discovering a flower that is new to him it is a thrilling event which compensates tenfold for all the failures of the past very remarkable too is the freakishness of fortune which often while denying what you crave will toss you something quite different and unlooked for i remember how when searching vainly for the spider orchis at the foot of the downs in kent i stumbled on an abundance of the green man or perhaps just at the moment when you are relinquishing the quest as hopeless and have put it wholly from your mind you will be startled to see the very flower that you sought burningly it came on me all at once dotard a dozing at the very nonce after a life spent training for the sight as thoreau expressed it what you seek in vain for half your life one day you come full upon all the family at dinner but the great days i have sometimes fancied that in those enterprises which are to mark the finding of a new flower one has an inner anticipation a sense of hopefulness and quiet satisfaction that on ordinary occasions is lacking but this assurance must be an instinctive one it is useless to affect a confidence that does not naturally arise for though perseverance is essential any presumptuous attempt to forestall a favourable issue will only lead to discomfiture then at last when the goal is reached comes the devotee's reward the knowledge that is won only by attainment the ecstasy the moments that are better than years in this as in much else the search for flowers is symbolic of the search for truth 
nothing as they say succeeds like success and there are times in this absorbing pursuit when one piece of good fortune is linked closely with another i shall not easily forget that day on snowdon when after meeting for the first time with the alpine meadow rue i almost immediately saw my first spider wart some ten feet above me on a rocky cliff and reached it by building a carn of stones against the foot of the precipice to serve me as a ladder among the great days that have fallen to my lot while following the call of the wild flower one other shall be mentioned a fair september afternoon when i had wandered for miles about the wide pastures that bordered the trent in what seemed to be a fruitless search for the meadow saffron already it was time to turn on my homeward journey when i struck into a field from which hay had been carried in the summer and there scattered around in large clusters of a score or more together some lilac some white all with a satiny translucence in the warm sunshine which gave them an extraordinary and fairy-like charm were hundreds of the leafless autumn crocuses as they are called though in fact the flower is more lovely and erythral than any crocus of the garden not the day only but the place itself was glorified by them and now of all those spacious but rather desolate nottinghamshire river meadows i remember only that one spot i crossed a moor with a name of its own and a certain use in the world no doubt yet a hand's breadth of it shines alone mid the blank miles round about nor are all the great days necessarily of that strenuous sort where success can only be achieved by effort for there are some days which may also be called great or at least memorable when one attains by free gift of fortune to what might long have been searched for in vain i refer to those happy occasions when a friend says look here i'd like to show you that field where the illy campaign grows or it may be the habitat the only one in england of the spring snowflake or the place on wansfell pike where the mountain twayblade lies hidden beneath the heather such things have befallen me now and then nor am i likely to forget the day when bertram lloyd took me to the haunt of the creeping toad flax in oxfordshire or when with sydney oliver for guide i emerged from the isles of witchwood forest on to some rough grassy ground where in company with meadow crane's bill clustered bell flower and woolly-headed thistle the blue salvia protensis was flourishing in glorious abundance for recollection plays a part in the flower lover's enjoyment wordsworth and his daffodils are but a trite quotation yet many hearts besides wordsworth's have filled with pleasure at the memory of a brave array of flowers or even of a single gallant plant seen in some wild locality by mountain meadow or shore the great days were not born to be forgotten End of chapter twenty five